Thanks for listening to Untold. Before we begin, a little bit behind the scenes. This podcast episode you're about to hear was our very first pilot episode. And that's really exciting, but it also means we had no idea what we were doing. We were just experimenting and having some fun. So while we think the content of this episode is great, you should know that the sound quality is a little rough. And after hearing the playback, we recognized just how bad the sound quality was and bought new microphones for all the episodes following this pilot. We say all that to say this. If the sound quality is too hard to listen to, don't give up on the podcast. Just skip to the next one. You won't hurt our feelings. The sound gets better with every episode and we got to pay for these mics we bought. So please keep listening. (laughs) So with all that said, sit back, relax, and enjoy our pilot episode of Untold. Yeah. This is our first time. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Weird. Cool. Let's don't F it up. Can we cuss? Are we to decide is this PG? It's like PG-13. Okay. And if it gets bad enough, we can like edit the bleeps a Mm. little bit. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Let's do it. I'm okay with editing bleeps. All right. Welcome to Untold, the podcast that tells untold stories of history. In this podcast, two of us compete to tell the best story you've probably never heard before. Join us as we uncover new stories each week together. This is Untold, the podcast. Well, hey, welcome welcome to the Untold podcast. Uh, My name is Grant. Um, I thought as a fun little activity, uh, we could... Do something where we introduce the people on our right, uh, or the person rather. Um, so to the right of me is Grace Outlaw. Uh, Grace is an artist. Uh, she likes horses. Uh, she's a witch. Uh, some people call her a witch. I'm not. Because she loves Harry Potter and all that. So uh, yeah, that is uh, Grace Outlaw. Hey everybody, I'm like Grace. Hi Grace. Hi. Um, I'm not a witch, but I do like Harry Potter, and I also really love all things history. I hoard knowledge like a dragon because I'm an Enneagram 5. Lame. Don't hate. Don't hate. I like learning new things. Um, so the person annoying me to my right is Shelby Barker, and, uh, he is an Enneagram 7, which means... He has no filter, he runs wild and crazy free, and has all the fun times, and I love it because his energy keeps us happy. Um, we ran a Tough Mudder a couple years ago, and I remember dreading it because it was like 30 degrees, and that sounded awful. And Shelby's out there just like, yeah, let's do it, all right! And we're all like, all right, I guess we're, uh, we're going to have fun, so... That's right. I'm very athletic, um, very into fitness. Not where I was going with that. <laughs> My name is Shelby, and to the person on the right of me, uh, hi, my name's Grant. Oh, yeah, my that's... Uh, Grant uh, is an Enneagram 2. If you don't know what Enneagrams are, you're going to come to find out. That means he's a helper. This isn't an Enneagram podcast, oh, okay. by the way. Grant, Grant likes woodworking and taking walks on the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves to play... Uh, sea of Thieves, if you are a middle school boy, you may be raided by him soon. Yep, or multiple way around. Uh, yes, probably that. So, um, oh, by the way, I don't know if you said, what are you drinking tonight, Grace? I am drinking a Cab Sav 
I'm a red wine drinker. Most of the time, I'll mix it up every once in a while, but red wine is my go-to. So. And I need some more energy tonight. Uh, I'm drinking Dr. Pepper Vodka. Mm. Uh, Mount Gay is the company mm. <laughs> I'm drinking. So, uh, Grant, what about you? Uh, I am drinking Larceny Bourbon. Um, not a sponsor, but... Um, <laughs> That is, that is a crime. That is, and that is actually a good segue into what we are going to be talking tonight. Um, we are going to be giving. How this works is, I'm going to give these two a prompt of uh, basically a story from history that they have to come up with that I probably have not heard before. And this week's topic is the perfect crime. Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. <clears throat> Too soon. <laughs> so how this works is I'm going to give them a prompt, and they are going to come up with an interesting story to tell me, and I am going to award points based on their story and how much I like it, maybe how much they suck up to me, uh, how much they compliment my hair uh, tonight. So, you know, it could be a uh, myriad of reasons why uh, I would receive points from them. So... Uh, they are going to tell me their, their title, um, and I'm going to decide who goes first based on the interesting title. Well, I picked a really crappy title because I'm afraid to go first, uh, night one. So, Grace, mm-hmm. what's your title? Great. I don't like where this is headed. Um, so my story is going to be about the imposter princess. Mm, okay, okay. Intriguing. He is in the princess movies. Princess Diaries. Princess Bride. That's a great movie. That yeah, is Princess classic. Bride? Don't hate on that. I, I mean, mean princess Bride. Good, I've never seen it. <gasps> wow. Oh, Inigo okay. Montoya? <laughs> Prepare to die. Yes. You killed my father. <laughs> I have to see Princess Diaries. Isn't that with Hillary Duff? No, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. God, uh, what's good the thing this is Hillary a Duff. podcast. Oh, my goodness. That, is that the one where she went to Rome? No, she was like working <laughs> at a uh, breakfast store. <laughs> she was like Cinderella. A breakfast I, store. A modern Cinderella. I didn't they call it a Emily? restaurant. Emily! <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I'll find it out. You know what? I'll put it in the review. All right. What's your title, Shelby? <laughs> uh, since you are a fan of guts uh, mm. and gut love, mm. I'm going to call, call mine gut love. I was going to go tummy love, but you told me <laughs> you're a fan of tummy love. So, uh, gut right. love. Well, tummy is the grossest word out there. Or belly. Belly is really gross, but... Uh, no, I think I'm going to have to go with Grace. Yeah, uh, what do you like say when your your stomach hurts? You say, my tum-tum hurts. No, I am, I'm an adult. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> my gut hurts. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Grace, uh, I think you're... Uh, You've you've claimed the title of first to go, so uh, and just to clarify, there are some rules behind this, are right? There? Yeah. So the person listening is asked two questions, right? More Wait, or less. Are you acceptable? More or less. I yeah. Mean, if, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm ready then. I've got two questions prepared, and I haven't even heard her story. That's how good I am. Do you want to go ahead and knock those out, or should I just wait? No, just go ahead. Anxiety. For those of you who don't know, Shelby is the most humble on this podcast. So, um, yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Grace. Okay. Um, Have you guys seen The Night Night Sale? Yes. Yes. All right. Great movie. Um, basically, he um, takes on this persona where he becomes, he's like a low-born commoner, and he becomes this, like, wealthy knight or whatever, Sir Ulrich von Lichtenstein. Mm. Mm. Already um, tugging at my heartstrings. It's a great movie, mm. and it's heartwarming, a and at the end... <laughs> 
Okay. Not where I was going. At the end, you know, like, you, you get the message that you can be anything you want to be. So oh, yeah. there was this girl in England, um, Sarah Wilson. Have you heard of her? No. No, it was a very uh, common name. So, yeah, I can imagine that it would be uh, someone we've heard of before. But she was an English kitchen servant. Um, she was born in, like, the mid-1700s in London, um, and she basically turned herself into a professional imposter. So kind of like Sir Ulrich von Liechtenstein. Um, she grew up this low-born commoner, and while still in her teens, she began uh, wandering the country and would assume these personas or characters. Um, sometimes she would pretend to be highborn and uh, or even royalty. Um, sometimes she'd fake being foreign, which to me is hilarious because I can just imagine her being... You know, I want a question. Yes. Can I hear your best foreign accent that you can do? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, it's probably a British accent, ah. in which case, Sarah Wilson wouldn't be pretending at all. Grant, I would take some points mm. away. I, I would take points. That's a pretty good Okay. That's a pretty good uh, English wow. accent. So wow. points for the you, accent. You gotta give me more warning than that. I gotta, like, <laughs> get in the headspace. Um, but yeah, so she's uh, traveling the country as a teenager. She's like, you know, feeding on these people, telling them that she's royalty and all this kind of stuff. Some of her people, she was the princess of Mecklenburg. Um, Where's that at? Mecklenburg was like England. a, well, yes, it was a family in England, but um, related to Queen Charlotte, which, so there are a couple differing accounts. Some people say that she was the assistant to the lady-in-waiting to Queen Charlotte, okay. who was married to George III. Um, and she, that's kind of where she got her start. She got to observe the royalty and she'd like pick up their customs, pick up their gossip, all this stuff. So she started stealing some things, um, from Queen Charlotte, which of course was very frowned upon. Um, and so she would pretend like, depending on who she ran across, she would either pretend to be in distress and like she was some highborn person and like, oh, please help me. My family threw me out because of this awful love affair and I need your help. Or um, if she was lowborn, she would, like, promise you goods and riches because, oh, I'm related to Queen Charlotte and I can help you or whatever. Um, so she started, like, racking up money this way. So when she gets to um, start assisting, basically, the assistant to the queen. Um, assistant to the regional manager? Assistant to the regional manager. So, yeah, she starts stealing stuff from Queen Charlotte. And obviously, that doesn't go unnoticed. Um, so one of the things she stole was like a little miniature portrait of Queen Charlotte herself. She stole some jewelry, things like that. Um, obviously she gets caught, right? Like you can only do that for so long before people are like, I noticed my stuff is missing and it's this little servant girl over here. Um, but the fact that she's made it to her teens and she's managed to BS all these people her entire life and like rack up some money is kind of impressive. Um, so yeah, anyway, she gets accused, and back then, there was basically the death penalty, where you would get hanged, or you would get flogged. Like, there was no in-between. You get flogged and released, or you get hanged. And they were like, well, you stole from royalty, girls, so you didn't hang. Um, and thankfully for her, the person she had been assisting, Miss um, Caroline Vernon, um, which, like I said, was the lady-in-waiting to Queen Charlotte, uh, pled for her on her behalf. So she didn't end up um, getting the death penalty. They reduced her sentence to, um, like, penal transportation colony. So they... Ex- <laughs> Did you just giggle? Yeah, I 
penal. 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 Oh. Like punishments. Oh. Penal colonies, like. Yeah. I'm on board. I'm up to date on my English vernacular. All right. Thank you. I am five years old, so. Keep using big words like that. They were basically like kind of how like Australia was a big uh, criminal colony where ba- mm-hmm. England would just export. All the Australian criminals. listeners, we apologize mm-hmm. for our offensive statements. Uh, hey, America was founded the same way. A big percentage of the immigrants that came to the American colonies before America became a country were um, convicts because there was no in between between the death penalty and flogging. So this was the. And it was good for the economy. So you've got these free workers. Like, you've done something wrong. You're going to serve your sentence. And you're going to be served. That's kind of how Missouri is today. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she uh, got sent over to the American colonies. And um, let's see. First, she she arrives in Maryland. She gets sold to a William Duvall. Um, and she didn't even make it two years. Like, she, servant life did not suit her. Obviously, in England, she'd already been robbing people left and right. So, um, she ran away pretty quickly and, um, started traveling the Southeast. And the whole time, like, she escaped to Virginia, first of all. And she would, uh, she still had some of those stolen belongings that she had taken from Queen Charlotte. Don't know how she got those across the sea, but that's pretty amazing. She still had that portrait. She still had some jewelry. So she started BSing people in Virginia. And she would go around and um, say, oh, I am uh, Queen Charlotte's younger sister. And um, her the name that she took on, this is amazing, she has an entire title. It's Princess Susanna Carolina Matilda Marchioness de Waldegrave and younger sister to Queen Charlotte. <laughs> That's quite a title. So I expect y'all to say that every time you mm. repeat her name back because that is the name that she took. I forgot the first name. Matilda. <laughs> Princess Susanna. Oh, Susanna. Basically. That's, that's easier. <laughs> there, was Matilda, there was a Matilda in there somewhere. So basically from 1771 to 1773, she made her rounds in Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, and basically climbed her way up through society. Um, she would display this portrait of her sister, Queen Charlotte, that she had stolen, and basically be like, oh, look at my sister. I miss her so much. Um, this is the American dream right here. Basically, <laughs> like, can you imagine how easy it would have been to BS your way through life back then? Mm-hmm. It's really, like, well, but, like, now you've got to forge so much more. You've got to come up with so much more information. They couldn't Google you back then. That's you've right. got a, a, a digital footprint that you didn't have then. Like, she was able to pull this off so much better than you ever would be able to now. Um, she even met, like, the governor of, New- or of North Carolina and uh, settled down in Charleston for a bit and, like, would promise um, government appointmentships or uh, army commissions, money, whatever it was. Like, this was right before the revolution, so she would promise all of these important political uh, appointments to these people, and in return they gave her money. So she was just racking up the money as she toured the southern states. Um, and the funny thing was, of course, this causes a stir in society. Like back then, there wasn't a lot to gossip about, so they would post things like this in the newspaper. So who hears about it except her former owner, William Duvall? Uh, he sees news articles of a traveling princess in the southeast, and he's like, hmm, this sounds suspiciously like the woman that ran away from my care. What's her name again? 
originally or the name she name after. Her new name. Her, her new, new name was Princess. No, without looking. <laughs> Susanna, Carolina, Matilda, Marchioness de Waldegrave. That's good. That was good. <laughs> Long. I don't know. <laughs> so he um, took out an ad in the newspaper to catch her. And this is what it says. All right, what first, though, what do you expect a woman like this to look like? You're going through the country, BSing your way into riches and royalty. She's got to be good looking. Mm. I think she has one eye, a peg leg, <laughs> a mustache. So a pirate. Yeah, basically. She's a pirate. Uh, you would be closer, oh, actually. I would assumed. I'd... I would have assumed she had, like, a... Uh, this huge air of personality, and she was um, very beautiful and all this kind of stuff. But apparently, so he, he writes this uh, advertisement in the newspaper, and I'm going to read it to you because it says, um, run away from the subscriber, a convict maid, servant maid named Sarah Wilson, but has changed her name to Lady Susanna Carolina Matilda, and has made the public believe that she was His Majesty's sister. Because she is claiming to be the sister to Queen Charlotte. Um, she has a blemish in her right eye, black rolled hair, stoops in her shoulders, and makes a common practice of writing and marking her clothes with a crown and a bee. And a peg leg. The peg leg was left out. But basically, he's saying that she has a deformed eye and stooped shoulders and black rolled hair. Well, I guess, I mean, black royalty there. I don't know. Well, I've seen some pictures of some royalty. Probably. Maybe this is a long-lost child. I guess. They're all inbred. I wasn't going to say it, Grant. I wasn't going to say it. I will. I apologize to our English listeners. So far in the first episode, we've offended Australian listeners, English (laughs) listeners, and the great folks of Virginia. We're just trying to cover all our bases, man. But yes, so either he's really, really salty and just wants to throw her under the bus, or she is mm, less than fortunate-looking young woman. Going around just taking advantage of all the leaders in the southeast region. Uh, second question. I'm going to use it now. Yeah, what we'll do you think she sounded like? Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> Both questions. You just made her do an English accent. I'm making more grumbly than that. If she's really like comely, I bet it's just... Hello, governor. Tea for crumpets. Oh, my goodness. No, because she picks up on on uh, upper-class society and that's the... hung out with royalty. Like, she has a good understanding of what to do and what to sound like and how to talk. So it's how she BS her way through society in America, apparently. So basically, William Duvall offers... Um, Let's see. He offers five pistols. Okay. Five whole pistols. Yes. Five pistols plus all costs and charges if you catch her and bring her to me or hold her for me to come get her. Um, so here is where uh, the accounts differ, right? There's one account that says that he ended up, uh, he hired an attorney that caught up with her in Charleston and caught her and brought her back. And she served two years before she escaped. There are other accounts that say that he never caught her and she just, uh, superseded him and went around Virginia and moved north. Either way, both accounts agree she ended up in Boston, which is crazy to me um, that she just got away with this for years. Um, she went up to Boston. 
She had all this money and ended up marrying uh, Captain William Talbot, who was a young British officer in the Light Dragoons. Well, and you could have done better, man. Here's the thing. She married him in, like, 1775, so it was, like, or, like, right when the revolution was happening, so it was a poor decision on her part. But, obviously, she can't go back to England. Like, she'll get arrested and probably hanged. Um, so she's stuck in America, but he's cool with that because now she's got all this money. So she takes everything that she has racked up over the years, marries this guy, has a big family, and funds his business to support them for the rest of their lives. And she dies happily ever after. Dang. <laughs> nice. Well, so I would say I like she got it. away with it. That's good. All right. I mean, living in America, she got away, and now they're descendants all amongst Boston and Virginia. All with one eye one and eye. a peg leg. And a very scratchy voice. Yes, and they all say and love this. I feel like they all added the scratchy voice, just for clarification. Well, it's a 2D medium, so we're trying to add a third dimension. Do you have a picture of her? I do, actually. Yes, points I, if you can show me a picture. And if you want to see this right. picture, visit our TikTok at... Untold the Podcast. Untold the Podcast. Or our Instagram. It's probably going to be on Instagram. Instagram. That's more likely. But, yes, she is, uh, thankfully, she has... The, the picture isn't as... Um, what sort of rough? It's not as rough <laughs> as I thought it would be. I mean, be. if it's a painting, they probably That's she probably thing. said Photoshop. It, it was I mean, the original. Yeah. Let's Photoshop. add a filter here. Yeah, this ye old a... Photoshop. Where's the one? There it is. Oh, ah. She's not as bad as I would she's imagine. Not as bad as you. I, I she think. She has both wait, eyes. Is that a queen? No, oh, I think that's she a, pretended that's to be. I, I can I can see that. She does have a five head though. So a what? <laughs> a five head. What is that? You know, it's like a forehead, but bigger. Forehead, wow. you fit four Okay, fingers. now we've appalled, uh-huh. now we've offended all yes, big four-headed not, people. Who have we not offended? We're off to a great start <laughs> on this uh-huh. podcast. Awesome. Well, Grant, I hope you deducted you a lot well. of the points uh, there. I am just tallying those up uh, for Grace, so I will uh, announce those at the end. But good job, Grace. I like your, uh, I like your story. I like uh, your tie-in to... Um, a Knight's Tale, one of my favorite uh, movies. It's a great movie. Uh, it's you know. got Jeffrey Chaucer and um, King Robert Baratheon. We get it. You know mm-hmm. movies. Yes. yes. Here's her five Enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's got a lot of good people in it. All right. Good deal. I mean, Heath Ledger alone. Um, That's all you need. You know, bringing it home. So, all right, Shelby, uh, what do you... Uh, what are you bringing to the table? What what was your title? Gut love. Gut, <laughs> gut love, ladies and gentlemen. Gut love. And now up next, gut love. Okay. So let me set the stage here. Every perfect crime needs perfect love, right? Hmm. Am I right? That was one thing that was your story was missing. There's no love story behind it. Yeah, because she was probably a psycho. <laughs> well, you know, every perfect crime needs a perfect love. Am I right? Am I right? Mm. I mean, you think about it. Shelby's just going to tell us the story of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the story of Romeo and Juliet? Mm. Yes, and they both died. That sounds awful. I feel like I should take off points just for uh, gut love. Listen, okay. <laughs> well, that's what you love. Uh, we're going to talk about a time period... Uh, the time period is 1595. Mm. So close your eyes and imagine a time of 1595. Let me set the stage for you. Okay. 
I mean, we can afford sound effects. <laughs> so Elizabeth, the Elizabethan era, which includes, you know, big clothes, lots of bling, kind of like Flavor Flav, a little bit more sophisticated. I imagine it was hot. The main, like, guy running the show right now was Shakespeare. You ever heard of him? Once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Shakespeare was running. He was, he was it. It was a happening time. It was kind of like, you know, I imagine a Renaissance Festival was kind of like this. You've been there, right? You like the Renaissance. Yeah, I love okay. it. Okay. So right in the middle of all that, in the land of Italy. You ever been to Italy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Italy is a good place. There lived a girl named Mariana. Say with me, Mariana. Mariana. Thank you. <laughs> I know her words. <laughs> all right, so Mariana came from a wealthy family. Her dad literally inherited all of the province that she grew up in, uh, so they were really well off. Um, she would have grown off, uh, grown up doing what all wealthy kids at the time did. 1500s Italy, I imagine. Uh, they dreamt of uh, finding their own Romeo, listening to Shakespeare podcasts, that type of things. <laughs> But it didn't work out that way. See, her mom died when she was an infant. So Mariana, uh, she became a a bother to her father who was off doing all these business transactions. So the father came and gave Mariana away to her aunt. And she was uh, trying, so she grew up under her aunt's tutelage and her aunt took care of her. That is until she turned 13 when Mariana uh, got picked up and sent out by her father to go to, um, you know, a nun place. What are those called? A nunnery? Uh, a nunnery? A convent, if convent. you will. Oh. There we go. Now we've offended all Catholics. Okay. <laughs> so she's 13. She goes and she lives in a convent. And I'm telling you what, Mariana just tears it up there. She is like the coolest nun. She's rich because she's getting some of her money from her dad. So all the little nuns want to be like her. She, she grew up and she flourished in that environment. She was killing it. She was becoming all the nuns, all the little nuns wanted to be like on the knees day and night, saying <laughs> prayers in the street light. Mm. You know that song? Okay. <laughs> Points for the gangster's paradise like, reference. She was attracting all, a lot of attention. So she was getting attention from both inside the nunnery, the convent, if you will, and outside in the town because she was the new person on the block. Uh, she attracted the, um, she, her fame brought her to this guy named Ozio. And Ozio, you know about Ozio? He was like the Trump of the time. Oh, this dude's gosh. loaded. He's making business deals after business deals. And somehow, poor little Mariana began to fall in love with Ozio. Mm-hmm. And if you're a nun, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. She felt really bad about it. She went back and forth between like lust and love and shame. The perfect crime has mm-hmm. to have perfect love. Mm-hmm. And this is happening here. It's, it's bubbling up. And here you have Ozio, who's like this wealthy person. And, and she's stuck between the life that... She was living there. I'm like, should I leave this and ban it all or go and chase Osseo? And she didn't want to do Eventually, she got pregnant. Osseo mm. paid for the local like herbal doctor to give her abortion herbs, which I didn't know were a thing, but it worked. <laughs> so she had a miscarriage, and mm. she really panicked after that. 
So she said, I need to do anything I can to make myself not like this guy. Okay, so I'm going to stop here and ask you, you're in her position. What do you do? Grace, you're the only woman on the panel. Mm -hmm. What do you do to make yourself not like a guy? Cut off contact. Cut off contact. Okay, Grant, what do you do to make yourself not like a guy? Not like a guy? (gasps) I I feel like I might know where this is going. All right, go ahead. I mean, I've never been in this experience before. Oh, okay. So. Well, what would you do? If if I wanted myself to... Yeah, you're in love with him. It's back and forth. Shame and love and lust. Mm. Shame and love and lust. Mm. What are you going to do? I would move. I would leave. You would leave. Cut off contact. Yeah. Uh, Grace is raising her hand for some reason. What would? What's up, Grace? I would kill him. Oh. Ah, okay, ah. well... Uh, not really, well, I feel like that's probably where that's going. Uh, it's not going there. Oh, okay. She All decided right. the best way was to make herself disgusted by him. And so she started to eat his feces. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Day by day, she would follow him around. Okay. And eat his feces. All right. What? Why? She thought that would make him disgusted, but I guess it tasted okay because she still loved loved him and continued to pursue him, eventually being pregnant again and having a baby. Eating feces is not good for a baby. I don't think uh, that's... Well, I... The second baby... That's fiber. Yeah. Corn. That baby's going to be messed up. Well, yeah, well, uh, maybe it grew into be this other girl with the one eye. <laughs> I used to eat feces. Uh, so she, the problem is she's still none, and now she's pregnant. Oh, my God. And eating feces. And eating feces. <laughs> Life has turned the wrong way for her. Okay, so she's got to figure out how to get out. But now the nunnery is starting to say, hey, there's something wrong with Mariana. Her breath really stinks. Her breath stinks. <laughs> they didn't crest. Or Colgate. They were dealing with the feces eating. They were dealing with the lust and love. Do you guys notice that Mariana's breath smells like shit lately? <laughs> so this nun comes up. He's like, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I'm going to go tell the father. And uh, that's when Mariana and Osio decided, all right, we got to kill this lady. So they ended up killing that nun, and they went to all the other nuns and said, listen, if you say anything, you're going to be next. Mm. And um, they didn't say anything, but the local blacksmith said something because the blacksmith made Asio a key to get into the, the place where she lived, so they wouldn't kill the blacksmith. By the end of it, they killed about four nuns, the blacksmith. Asio ran off in the distance, never to really be caught that I could find. She was arrested, and eventually uh, she was put on here. Let me find out how long it was. I think it was 20 years. Yeah, oh, no, 14 years. She was um, deemed unfit for society, so they built a big wall around her and tossed her feces to eat. Ew. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> they tossed her food to eat. For 14 years, she was excommunicated from society, and that, my friends, is the story of gut love. 
You see right. why I call it Gum Gum? I do. No, I, I get I the do. title. I'm trying to figure out where the perfect crime Well, Osseo yeah. got away with it. He killed. He had a baby. He ran off. And yeah, yeah, never going to see his family again. Also, his significant other was eating his well, then that's not really a win. It's kind of like womanizer. Womanizer? Womanizer. Men do that all the time. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Especially in those days. There wasn't oh, a lot of rules. Sure. And if you're rich. Psh, yeah, what are you going to do? You're rolling in five deep <laughs> of handmaids. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, good deal. Well, I think uh, after that, if I do some uh, quick uh, calculations here. Carry the one. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, okay, so the, the whole uh, British British accent. Don't talk. You're losing points by talking to me. Um, all right, I think I am going to have to give it to Shelby this yes. time. Uh, I mean, he just tugged on my heartstrings. He uh, loves fetus. I mean, not fetus. <laughs> oh, wait, you're losing points now again. I'm, I'm still calculating. Sorry. The time I'm recording this, the Supreme Court ruled on some things. My mind is somewhere else. All right, so feces. Feces. Yes. So all I need to do to win is tell poop jokes. Yes. Yes. If you ever want to win me, uh, just know that I have the, you know the audience, humor, Chris. humor of a five-year-old. So, uh, you know the audience. Yeah. Uh, Shelby, do you have a uh, victory speech or anything? Yeah, you know, I would just like to thank Mariana and her bravery. It takes mm. a lot of bravery to say, I am so dedicated to my calling as a nun. You know, because I've been in ministry. Okay. And I just want, I relate to this. I'm so dedicated to my calling. Crap? I was tempted. Uh, that's when I got out. Right. I was tempted. She stuck with me. <laughs> she ate that crap. She that's ate it. psychosis. <laughs> she ate that Not crap. That. Oh, and yeah. I just applaud her. And uh, there's actually some side stuff. There's a novel that's been written about her. Oh, what's um, the novel called? I don't remember. I don't know what I got. How I Ate Crap? Is this really an untold story? Well, have you ever heard of the novel? I've never, I've heard, never heard of the novel. Okay, okay so it's untold amongst us. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, that's, so I just yeah. want to thank her yeah, for her yeah, dedication. Yeah, yeah. Grace, do you have any any comments? Any any loser speech? Don't any? slap me, Grace. I mean, apparently Sarah Wilson uh, living a life of luxury on everybody else's dime wasn't good enough of the story, but that's okay. Mm. Well, next time, next time. That's next basically time. how I've gotten by in life. So, <laughs> well, well, I'll he has it in your way. <laughs> well, good deal. Well, next week, uh, join us for another episode of Untold, the podcast where Shelby will be uh, hosting. Uh, Be sure to tune in for that, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out. See ya. Adios. Hey, y'all. This is Grant. Real quick, we wanted to say thanks for listening to the Untold Podcast. We really appreciate your support, and it means a lot to us. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and let your friends know about us. If you have any questions or story ideas, be sure to send us a message on Instagram or TikTok at untold the podcast thanks again and we'll see you soon